It's just been really inspirational to watch people put down goals that are so important to them and achieve them. And if you get to the end of the year and 80% of your vision happens and 20% doesn't, awesome. Welcome to the Women on the Move podcast. I'm your host, Sam Saperstein. Today, I'm speaking with Lisa McCarthy. She's the CEO and co-founder of Fast Forward Group. She's also an inspirational speaker and leader and a very good friend. Fast Forward is a training and coaching company that helps people think big. And what makes it unique is that it includes your whole life and not just the workplace. Fast Forward works with companies of all sizes and JPMorgan Chase is fortunate to be one of them. I hope you enjoy the conversation. Lisa. Welcome to the Women on the Move podcast. This is a dream to have you on. I'm so excited we're doing this and we're actually in person with each other, which is the first for us in a very long time. So thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to be here. I actually took the train, put on makeup and have a dress on. So that's a big deal. So Lisa, your training, your program, really your mission has had a very big impact on me personally, and we will get to that in a minute. But before we do, I want to hear from you. What is your vision of success? How do you define planning big and playing big? How we define playing big at Fast Forward is really about living and working with intention. Every year, taking a few hours, and we'll talk about bold vision, and really zooming out one year from today, getting clear on how you personally would define success and fulfillment, because it's different for, for all people. What is truly important to you? And just taking that time to think when you're working in a high pressure, always on workplace, like what do I need to do by Friday, takes enormous discipline. And more often than not, playing big is definitely not about doing more. It's really about doing less, sleeping more. Sleeping may be the only thing, maybe a little bit more exercise, but but it's really about doing less and being more thoughtful about how you invest your energy, both professionally and personally. How does that come out in Fast Forward's mission and goals? You know, everything that you're describing now. Well, for us, we, we created the company, let's see if I rewind, I mean, I was, probably similar to many of your listeners. I was extremely focused on my career, experienced firsthand the toll of, you know, working constantly, commuting from New York City, three kids at home. And I believed, like many people, that professional success required personal sacrifice. And so our mission is to really challenge that, like to really challenge that limiting belief because it is possible to have both. It's not easy, but it's possible. And at Fast Forward, we've developed a very simple, as you know, science-backed framework to help people do it year after year. And so our mission is to reach as many people as humanly possible throughout the globe and ultimately have them leave this development experience, whether it's coaching or, or programs, seeing so much more possible for their future professionally, personally, and just how they're showing up as a human being. So you created Fast Forward after a long, great career as a sales executive at many companies. 
Was there one moment that really catalyzed for you the need to create this company that you had to do something different and it had to be this? Yes. Let's see. So my good friend, Wendy, who's now my co-founder, we started brainstorming about this company actually back in our 30s. You know, when we had the epiphany that it is possible to have success and fulfillment in your whole life. And we said, someday, let's create a company that gives people a way to do this. And I think at the time, it was when my kids go to college, when I'm really secure financially. And then at 45 years old, there was a big reorg at the company I I was working at, and I was leaving. And I was really at a crossroads. I knew that the safe, comfortable route was to go get another sales job in the industry. And I just thought to myself, okay, this is not my superpower. There's a gift to contribute to the world while I'm here. And while this feels so uncomfortable and risky, I have to go for it. I have to go try it. If it doesn't work, if I fail, like, you know, I can come back and and do what I know, but it's worth throwing my hat over the wall, as we say in the program, and just going for it. So that's amazing. You pivoted from a corporate career into being an entrepreneur and a founder of a business. What challenges did you encounter when starting the business? And did the principles of Fast Forward really help you work through those? Yes, yes, we are walking the walk. So it's been nine years and I still practice all of the principles in our in our system. When we launched the company, I literally moved from a corporate setting with a big team and a lot of infrastructure, and all of a sudden I was in my home office on video with Wendy on the West Coast, and sometimes my dog visited, but you know, it was like a very different setup. And so I knew that I was choosing to be uncomfortable, but similar to what we do in the program, we created a bold vision. At the time, we went two years out, and we really imagined what would extraordinary success look like for our company? What are we known for? What type of leaders are we working with? What impact are we having on their culture, on their talent, on their business? How much money were we making? And how did we expand the team? And also, how did we feel at night? You know, and and what did our, our life look like? Because we were both at the time really committed to not necessarily working less, but working differently. We both had three children and we just wanted more flexibility to be with our families and have things look different. So the number one thing was having a bold vision on paper, getting those ambitions and dreams out of our head onto a piece of paper. And then the other thing was really choosing a new perspective because there were so many days, especially in years one and two, where I would start to collect evidence, as human beings do, for this is too hard. We're going to fail. This is never going to work outside of the U.S. Like, what was I thinking? And we had a huge first client. And I remember saying to myself, like, oh, we're going to be a one hit wonder. Like, you know, this is unique. And and who else is going to invest? You know, these stories had a really high cost to me in terms of motivation, peace. And and just like we do in our program, Wendy and I would brainstorm a new perspective. And, and literally, that just required, as you know, saying things to myself and collecting evidence for we can do this. We have a unique contribution to make. This is universal to all human beings. 
And then last year we had to do it again. I was flying home from Europe in March and we're an 80% live training company. And I just thought, oh my gosh, like how are we gonna keep the company alive and keep our team intact? And instead of just thinking short term, how do we create a virtual program? We zoomed out again and said, okay, what would success look like? And even though we didn't know how to create the experience virtually, that vision then compelled us to figure it out, as well as our whole team. You know, instead of feeling uncertain, obviously they felt uncertain, but it gave them hope and optimism that we would come out of this pandemic stronger. Let's go into something you mentioned before about your inner critic and choosing your own perspective or a new perspective. You teach these principles in the courses, yeah. and I think they're fundamental. And in fact, the first time I met you was in a live training course at J.P. Morgan Chase, and you got up there in the front of the room, and you started disclosing to everybody verbally your own inner critic. Could you do that for us now? Some of the things that might run through your head on any given day? Sure, happy to. Okay, so my inner critic on any given day is I am so disorganized. I procrastinated again and I'm not ready for this podcast and I should have put more work in and I'm not smart enough. I'm not disciplined enough and I'm not good at entertaining. Like, I'm just not a good cook. I, I love my friends, but I get stressed having people over and I need to be a better mother and I need to spend more quality time with my children. I have to stop losing my temper and I need to invest more time in my marriage. My husband feels like he doesn't matter. And that's what a typical morning might sound like. I'm not doing anything well. That's usually how it ends. Right, right. right. I'm laughing because, and I'm sure I laughed then when I heard you for the first time, because basically you just describe my own inner narrative. It sounds very similar to things I might say to myself and possibly all of our listeners. So I could really appreciate that. And I certainly took notice of, wow, if that's going through your mind, my mind, everyone's minds, maybe you're onto something and we can all learn how to tell ourselves something else, right? That's the choose a new perspective. So thank you for that. That really resonates with me. I would say from my own choosing a new perspective. I will do that as well too many times, you know, especially when it comes to other people and their intentions. And I try to not feel maybe slighted or at work, you know, offended or, you know, angry and just say, okay, here's where I think they could be coming from. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt yeah. and think they want the best for me. And that's why this is the situation. I, I really try to put that into practice as much as possible because I think there's many ways we can all look at things. Yeah. I think like often we skew to the negative and we weren't invited to a meeting or someone said something and we all of a sudden make it mean we take it personally we take it personally and sometimes there is a conversation to have but a lot of times it's just choosing you know giving them the benefit of the doubt as you said and assuming that they appreciate your value even if they're not taking your recommendation so we have to keep focusing on choosing our thoughts because there's a lot of things that we can't control, but we can control what we say to ourselves. It definitely came back to me in the pandemic when I thought, wow, I'm a really bad mom. I can't be online with my kids all day long. 
I'm not doing a good job by them. And I would think often of your great remark of, my kids hit the jackpot. That's what I would tell myself. Yes. Well, we've had so many women benefit from that story, right? Telling yourself that story. Because I think when you're you're working full-time or part-time, you could easily collect evidence for, I'm not a good mother. And that might be based on time versus like looking for evidence of either my kids hit the jackpot. Why, you know, why have my kids hit the jackpot? Because they're so loved. You know, I think that women and men, you know, have really been thoughtful about, okay, my children are loved. I am a good mother or father. And then they've taken actions correlated with that versus just beating themselves up and focusing on what's not happening. So let's talk about the cornerstone of Fast Forward, which is this bold vision, which is an approach to, I think, a full life for yourself. It's a professional and a personal vision. And just as an aside, you know, when I did my bold vision for the first time with you, it really did change my life and my career. I had done it at a time about four years ago when I was having issues with one of my children and really thought I needed to do things differently with him and be there more for him. And of course, that just made me think about my career and what I needed to change. And I wrote this vision down and I shared it with my buddy, who is a partner in in the class assigned to me, who was a senior executive still here at JPMorgan Chase. And when she heard it, she said to me, you know what, there's a job that's going to be created to run our new women on the move group, our new women's diversity team. It might be something of interest to you, just given what you're saying to me. And I thought about that. And first of all, I was amazed that, you know, I'd I'd written something down. I shared it with someone else. Lo and behold, she had another idea for me. And look at what's happened. So four years later, I'm in this job running this, which is really a dream come true in terms of what I get to work on. And so I do credit this bold vision, the exercise, the way you you had this program come together, you know, with with why I'm here. So I want to thank you for that. You are so welcome. You're you're one of many inspirational stories. Tell me though about the bold vision. Why is it so important to do this? And how is writing this down different from any other exercise you can do? Well, first of all, let's start with human beings are risk averse, right? Research shows that we will do more to avoid failure than to acquire equal gain. And a lot of times we have these dreams and ambitions, using yours as an example, professional or personal, and we keep them to ourselves. You know, we might tell a sibling or a good friend, but we're not putting them out there in a way that's going to gain the support of others. We're not putting it out there to inspire us on a daily basis that it is indeed possible. And so the whole premise of the exercise is that you're fast forwarding one year from today and you're imagining you're sitting at lunch with a friend sharing about why the past year has been so meaningful and really describing it in a vivid, specific way. And that may sound daunting, but the good news is that we've come up with seven questions to help people do that, that ask you, what are you known for? And what were your professional accomplishments? And how did you improve and grow? You know, in the business world, most people are accustomed to setting KPIs or or business outcomes. And, And frankly, a lot of those can be general and vague. And most people want to under promise and over deliver. So in this exercise, we really ask people to throw their hat over the wall, commit to bold, inspiring, outcomes that they don't know how to achieve, they could fail, they probably will require some meaningful change, either for themselves or the the company, but they're worth playing for it. 
getting that out of your head and onto a piece of paper. So research shows if you write goals down, they're 42% more likely to happen. That is the game. And getting started sometimes can be difficult. You know, once you get it down, year two is a lot easier. Year two is a lot easier because a lot of things you put in your vision are, are evergreen. But this whole notion has been really transformative for people because it's not only about being bold and uncomfortable in your business and career, but it's also how do I apply the same level of intention and discipline to my personal life? How am I showing up as a, as a friend, as a sister, as a mother? How am I, you know, what does my health look like? How do I feel when I go to sleep at night? And really like charting your relationships. You know, you could have a really difficult relationship at work that's really costing you energy, okay? Almost every single person in our program has that, right? And you could just keep on having it be that way. But the power of the vision, whether it's your manager or a difficult associate, you know, you're, you're writing that a year from today, we have a productive working relationship where we appreciate one another. And so that's the value of believing it's possible. It's just been really inspirational to watch people put down goals that are so important to them and achieve them. And if you get to the end of the year and 80% of your vision happens and 20% doesn't, awesome. Exactly. Like, look how much farther you've gotten. And I can attest, it is hard to write this stuff down. I know I edited my multiple times. You yeah. looked at them and gave me feedback and said, be more specific. And how many of this do you want? And so you really helped me crystallize that thinking. And it did get personal that I wanted to do things too for specific children or my husband or the family. So I really love that. You know, you've also talked about something else very related to this and you mentioned it just now, but let's talk about it more. It sticks with me all the time. You could choose to be right or you can choose to be happy. And I think when you think about those goals and especially working through other people to get them, that often comes up. So say more about that. This goes back to when we open the program, we always say, who can identify one or more relationships that that you'd like to significantly change or improve. And in the workplace, we literally tell people, okay, you have a difficult relationship. You may think this person is incompetent or difficult. Well, none of that is happening. Let's assume they're not changing. So you really at a crossroads, you could choose to be right about that person or recognize the cost to yourself in terms of your energy, your motivation, your, you know, sometimes sleeping at night. And you do have the power to choose a new narrative about that person and, you know, make up a new story, if you will. Like, you know, this person appreciates my contribution because if you start to believe that, you'll then speak up and make recommendations, whereas in the past you might have been resigned. And the same thing goes for personal relationships. We've had people really, you know, you're right about your mother, you're right about some in-law, you're right about a sibling. I had one woman in the program who was estranged from her brother, you know, maybe saw each other at the holidays. And she all of a sudden, you know, said, this is not okay. This is not okay. And she put in her vision. She literally went to the polar opposite. My brother and I are close. Our families are connected. We're seeing each other, you know, every month. They, they lived in the same city and they didn't even see each other. Instead of calling her brother and wanting to unpack the past and who did what, which typically, you know, makes no difference, she just called her brother and said, I'd really like the future to be different. I really love you and, and I want to be connected and I want our kids to be connected and that's it. It was like, let's just put the past in the past. And it was game changing for her. So I think it's possible in 
both environments, and I would definitely choose to be happy versus right. <laughs> I think I would most of the time. How can people take this bold vision? How can they look at this exercise for themselves if they're not part of formal programs? So we now have on our website, fastforwardgroup.net, people can download the bold vision exercise as well as two samples so they understand what the process is and get their own down on paper. We also offer a free monthly one-hour Bull Vision intro workshop to give people enough, a taste of the work, to go off and write theirs or you know invest in the program for their team or their company. And then we're going to be launching a membership. So that's another opportunity, first time ever, for consumers. Are there any professional stories that have really stuck with you in terms of people really making breakthroughs in their careers? There's so many. You know, whenever I get an email from a graduate sharing how their life has changed, it, you know, fuels the mission and and vision and our bull vision for the future. But I'll share two. One is, and this was early on, there was a, a woman in the program. She was a mid-level sales manager at a big digital tech company. And her story about her herself was that she was not cut out for sales. It just wasn't right for her. Like you need to be pushy and you need to be, you know, aggressive. And she had come from an agency background and just thought like I should shift into marketing. Like I'm not cut out for this. And in the process of fast forward, you know, one of the things we do is challenge limiting beliefs. And she was able to see through working with the group and her buddy that she could create a new narrative. And what she came to see the breakthrough for her was that okay sales is really about service it's really about contributing to your clients and partners and helping them to grow their business helping you know whoever you're working with to advance their goals and that was something she authentically was was passionate about so it was just amazing to watch her have this breakthrough and then literally she's had two promotions since then i mean now she has this giant org And she also had to deal with cancer in the process, and she's healthy now. But, you know, she just really viewed herself as a inspirational sales leader that was deeply passionate about her clients' goals. So that was, like, one amazing story. And then another one is we had a woman that was working in New York City, super fast-paced, always on, and very demanding job. And, and she had one kid, I think, at the time. And she wrote in her bold vision that within two years, she would be working in Texas, where her brother and, and family was. And she had no idea how she was going to do that at the time, but the vision then compelled her to have different conversations and she's now living in Austin and over time it actually was an opportunity for her to make a bigger impact on a smaller business including driving a huge diversity movement because that's one of the things that's also very important to her and so it was just another example of you know how do we make the impossible possible yeah well and you're really touching on the need to not only set the plan but as you say work the plan Break down your plan into actionable steps you can take and then use your buddy who's part of the program, use coaches, use anyone else you share your vision with to really help you test that plan and make sure you're taking those steps. 
It's really doing things then in a way that gets you closer to that plan and maybe taking steps you didn't think were possible. Yeah, I think part of the magic of the program, and and you can find a buddy if you're not working at a company doing fast forward, but part of the magic is once you have these outcomes a year from today that are specific, measurable, you know why they're important to you, then you come back to the present and as you know, you plan the work and work the plan. You look at specific outcomes and say, okay, in order to achieve this, what do I need to do over the next 90 days? What actions do I need to take by when? What habits do I need to practice specifically, right? Because human beings tend to say things like, I need to get better at X or I need to improve Y. Well, I can't measure that. So, you know, at the end, how will I know I was successful? And and as you said, then you're chunking it out into bite-sized things that move it from daunting to doable and getting somebody else's input because sometimes you don't know how to do it and your buddy or a colleague may see a lot. So the first step is declaring a bold vision and sharing it. And then we plan the work and work the plan. I do also want to point out that Fast Forward is a training program for men as well as women. In fact, men have taken it here as part of our Women on the Move training. They are always welcome to do that. And you reminded me of a story where we had a male colleague in the program. He talked about the fact that he didn't have a lot of confidence when it came to asking for a promotion. He had just had a new baby, so he was feeling very overwhelmed with that. And going through the program really made him set forth the desire to get promoted, to ask his boss about it talk about that and really move himself forward, you know, on a professional way. And he had done that and he'd come back to our team, our circle, who was discussing this and felt so good about himself and was feeling even more relaxed at home and then actually asked us if he could be a facilitator for some of our group discussions going forward. And I just thought that was great. It was seeing someone come full circle, right? Seeing the benefits to themselves personally and then seeing the desire to give back to this program, which we're seeing a lot of. You know, it's interesting when we launched the company, it was the core product, the core programs, whether it's executive coaching or our fast forward program is for men and women. And most of our work is with co-ed managers, high potentials in tech teams. And what is so meaningful is that men want the same things. You know, this is about being human. And at its core, human beings want to make a difference. They want to be successful. They want to be well compensated. They want to have meaningful relationships. And they want to go to sleep at night, you know, feeling good about themselves and the day. And I think particularly for men who research shows tend to communicate less about their dreams, ambitions, and insecurities, the program's really been a breakthrough. And we're, we're doing a big engagement right now with a group of engineering managers. And in a very, you know, high pressure, fast paced company where it's all about delivering the the outcomes at work. And that is not going to change. And this particular leader had his own epiphany through coaching that I can produce these exceptional results at work and also bring the same level of intention to my health and relationships that matter to me. And like since then, I mean, he dropped weight, he's exercising, he's having meaningful conversations at home. And, you know, obviously he's still running this huge business unit. And one of his senior leaders, 
years during the program, the epiphany for him was that a year from today, he does not want to get promoted. He does not want to get promoted. It's like, you know, you, you know, some people would say, let's keep going. He is lit up by his work, really able to integrate his professional and, and personal life and doesn't need to progress forward in the next year. That's just like not, and even sharing that out loud at the kind of company he works for is not the norm. Interesting, because it's very much of an ambitious place and everyone's expected to want more and more and move forward. He had the confidence and the courage to say, not this year. You know, I think COVID and, and the pandemic has been an accelerator in that way, really helping, you know, having people focus more on what's important to them. So we know, based on these stories, that so many people benefit from the program. We've seen it every time we've run it. We've always had great survey responses. And it was a goal of ours to really take this out as broadly as we could across J.P. Morgan Chase. You know, move this from a program where we could only get 30 to 40 people in a room to really reaching thousands of our employees globally. So I know that was a challenge we gave to you and the wonderful Fast Forward team, which was how do we scale this? How do we make it cost effective? How do we bring this out? And really, we had to do something that was going to involve digital. We couldn't always do this in person live, although that was important parts to keep. So tell us about moving programming that was based and created in person to trying to do something where we did more digital assets and we use online meet rooms and we really did a lot of things differently. We were at the time and now even more so grateful for the challenge you posed. And this was a, you know, a great example of creating a vision, in this case for an initiative, that we didn't know how to do. We were at the time extremely uncomfortable and also grateful for the challenge because it pushed us as a company we you know it's we all have goals that we say oh we should be creating an online program it's not like we hadn't said that before but it, we just never made it a priority so now given you were an important client to us we had to create a vision for how fast forward a year from today we have an online program that's making a difference for you know thousands of, of women around the globe across business units at J.P. Morgan Chase, and we didn't know how to do it. And in fact, we had some healthy skepticism because our live programs, and even now virtually, when you're working in a small group, so much of the program is the interactivity and going into breakout rooms and working with your buddy. So we really had to just challenge that and say, okay, but there is this system, science-backed system that works, and we ended up creating a masterclass. And so we now have an online program and we ha still give everyone a buddy and then we do group coaching calls where women are showing up to go deeper on the content and every month they bring their own challenges. So, um, you know, I think the biggest thing is they get a shared language, a shared toolkit, and they don't feel alone. Oh, well, we really appreciate your team's efforts. It's been just a pleasure to work together. And the punchline is 6,000 people have gone through this program entirely during COVID, which is really remarkable. And I wasn't sure either how many people would come last summer when we piloted it around the world because I didn't know who had the time for it and who had the energy. But it turned out that women were saying, especially now, we needed that community. We needed to come together. We wanted to feel connected, even digitally, it was better than nothing. And they really wanted to progress in their careers as well. And so that, to me, was just a great lesson of you can't project what's going to happen. You can only offer these tools. 
and we've gotten just great feedback. So even though it's not perfect and they're not in person, I do believe there's such value in doing this and we're going to keep going. Have you learned anything about working with us that you take elsewhere and that you use and incorporate in your other programs? Well, the biggest takeaway from the SCALE program that we're doing with you is that we know an online experience with group coaching can make a difference. So here's another example of something we've thought about in the past, but are now having the courage and the conviction to go do. We are now going to launch a fast forward membership program this fall. We've had so many graduates through the years ask us, like, how can I gain additional support? How can I keep this alive in my in my work and my life? And, you know, just be with people that are ambitious, but also focus on happiness and fulfillment in their whole life so they can register and they can get the program online and they will get a fast forward buddy and they will be part of this awesome community that's meeting every other week to get coaching and interact with other people that have ambitions and and some of the people that will join membership I expect are just looking to get lit up you know we all have mornings and weeks and months where we're just feeling uninspired I certainly have had many especially over the last year and so this is the kind of group that's going to help you stay inspired stay on track and just feel part of something not feel alone well we're also in this unique environment where we've seen what experts call the she session where many women have left the workforce entirely and now we're in this other movement called the great resignation where so many people are leaving their jobs and and COVID really I think forcing a lot of folks to think about what's important to them and how they want to live their lives. Are you adapting fast forward to address any of these issues, you know, whether that's voluntarily leaving, looking for new roles, trying to get people back in the workplace when they can? How are some of these things influencing your thinking? So our core product, the Fast Forward Women Experience, is the sweet spot for what companies want right now. I mean, I think more so than ever, obviously we've been reading about the importance of gender equality and how it makes a difference for business results versus just being the right thing to do. And and it's now been disappointing to watch women leave the workforce. I think the good news is that, and, and the silver lining is that at the same time, a lot of women now are working at companies that know you can produce results without physically being in the office five days a week. And I think that's going to benefit women. And I think now more so than ever, corporations are saying we must make well-being a priority and we have to create the structure in our company where women can thrive and ascend. So. For us, we're going to keep delivering the program. And one thing that's evolved is we we now have launched a sponsor component into our Fast Forward Women work. And I know this is a subject you are passionate about and, and you have a lot to say. And there's been some excellent role models of sponsors at, at J.P. Morgan. Well, Lisa, I'm sure we could talk about these topics forever and will continue to. I always love it. Thank you so much for speaking with us. Thank you for all the work that your team does to support our many employees. We love the breakthroughs that we get together. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Sam. It's been an amazing five-year journey with you and your company, and I can't wait to keep going. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Lisa McCarthy, CEO and co-founder of Fast Forward. Her program and company have been life-changing for me and so many executives across our company. 
I hope you found the dialogue inspiring, and I encourage you to write a bold vision for the year ahead. The mission of Women on the Move is to help women in their professional and personal lives. Our goal is to introduce you to people with great ideas, inspiring stories, and a passion to make a difference. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe so you won't miss any others. For J.P. Morgan Chase's Women on the Move, I'm Sam Saperstein. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank N.A. is a member of the FDIC.